Welcome to to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacey. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to talk all things goal setting, manifestation. Uh, You can tell my energy falls when I talk about that word, intention setting and planning out some, some stuff to happen in your business. We are going to try and stay on track as much as we can around goal setting today. So, M. What comes to mind when you think about goal setting? It can be difficult to navigate all the different perspectives on this, especially as a mission-driven woman, spiritual entrepreneur who wants to reject the idea of goals. I have been there. I wanted to... Step away from the traditional way, the businessy way of looking at things and got really, really lost in all of these different perspectives around setting goals and actually getting shit done in your business. But ultimately, after trudging through my resistance for many, many years, I've come back to the reality that we absolutely have to set goals in our business and our life if we are going to make any progress and we are going to achieve the growth and success that we desire for ourselves. Yeah, I think the problem with goal setting is the whole energy that surrounds the concept of goal setting in general. Um, And I, I just think that people have a perception of what goal setting should be and what it should look like and it's it's not the right way we should be thinking about it. <laughs> I know that sounds really silly but like I come from a very corporate sales and marketing background as you are probably well aware if you've listened to any of our episodes <laughs> and the the thing around goal setting that we were always taught was smart freaking goals. Now, who has heard of smart goals? Every man and his dog has heard about freaking smart goals. And I have posted about this before, but smart goals suck. Oh, I fucking hate that term. And this is one of the reasons why I rejected the concept of goal setting, that over-corporatized, is that a word? We'll make um, it a word. Oversimplified, 
heavy burden that is all of the systems out there I'd ever met around goal setting. And one of the conversations that we have within the coaching certifications that I'm doing and have have been working with is that far too much of business is focused outwards on what is your goal. What is your goal? It's all achievement based and that's where we can get a bit lost and that's what these smart goals are based on. So, dear Stacy, take us take us through your perspectives around this. Just rounding back to smart goals. Smart goals if you aren't aware of them or you're conscious of them but you're not sure how they are broken down in a goal setting instance is it's S M A R T. Ugh. Um, they are supposed to be, and they stand for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time or time bound is is the the thing. So I have a big problem with a few of, of the parts of this. And there is a reason why people who do set SMART goals fail and they actually do walk further backwards than if they were to do a more intuitive goal setting exercise. SMART goals work in corporate settings, for business. They do not work for entrepreneurs. I'm just putting that out there. I know that's a very controversial statement to say, but holy shit, I believe that to my core, regardless of what type of entrepreneur you are. I know you are a beautiful spiritual businesswoman listening to this, but I'm telling you, any entrepreneur, if you're following SMART goals, you're shooting yourself in the foot with your goal setting and you are not going to achieve anything by using those. The one that probably irritates me the most, and again, like you can use these in a corporate setting, but for this particular instance, for entrepreneurs... The one that's achievable or attainable, depending on, you know, which A word you want to go with. Is it attainable? Is it achievable? Like that to me just reeks (laughs) of like limit. I was going to say the word limitation screamed through my mind when you said that. So much. Like, do you want to set goals that you think are achievable? Like blanket, like out there, absolutely fucking not. I want to set goals that are completely outrageous. I want to think of it differently, but I don't want to limit myself to my belief system that something's going to work or be achievable. Because in this world, we need to think 10 steps beyond where we think something is achievable. And that one just really irritates me. Well, this is the the place that we can get stuck as mission-driven humans is a limited vision. Now, if we are going to create a limited vision or set a limited goal, then we are already shutting our creative forces down Mm. and we are creating constrictions around what it is that we can attain in this journey in this life in this evolution now i do believe that the work we're doing needs to be attainable but that is the difference between looking to the next steps ahead of us and creating a long 
distance vision that inspires us and activates us and forces us to stretch. Yeah. And it feeds into the, the R as well. So depending, there's a few different versions out in the world. Um, most of them are either relevant for the R or realistic. And again, I find that to be like relevant. Yeah. Okay. Is it relevant to your journey and your customer's journey? What you're planning? That's a, yeah. But to have realistic is it, are you capable of achieving this? Like, why in our goal setting are we just limiting ourselves like that? I don't understand it. I really don't get, I don't get it. Well, part of what we do is shattering these limitations and reaching for things that seem outside of the ordinary, well, that are outside of the ordinary and that seem outside of possibility. And I can say with conviction that those who have most inspired me in my journey, that those who have achieved the greatest levels of success are not making their way forward based on realistic goals. Mm -hmm. We've often faced family members and people around us coming towards us and saying that we need to reduce our expectations and trying to restrain us in what we are creating. And we even did a podcast around this a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. And look, uh, I just really like, it started so negative. That's not what we really wanted to do with this, but I just wanted to shatter your expectations for goal setting straight away so we can re- phrase it and re you know set it in your mind in a different way well this is the difference between a vision and a goal and they are different Mm -hmm. and we need to really define what is a vision and a goal and we can even put a dream in there as a third element because visions goals and dreams are three layers of a really important journey that we are walking as spiritual business women. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just about to say, you know, the vision side of it is probably the most important part. And, you know, I I want you to be unapologetically absolutely unreasonable with the visions that you set for your business. Because if we're playing small and our vision's small, we don't stretch and we don't expand it and we don't pull through those changes. So, I, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, working on those three different layers, that's a really good aspect to look at that. And, you know, vision is such a big thing. Like, I am all about vision. I'm all about where can this go? How far can I take this? And I'm very good at doing that for other people's businesses as well, looking at you know possibilities of what we can achieve, but then breaking that down into, yeah, what needs to happen. So visions are what lights us up. It what, it's what engages our willpower. It's what ignites that desire. It is what creates the changes around belief. If we don't have a vision, we cannot move forward. I I know that vision is so important. It's actually one of the pillars in an upcoming online experience I'm in the process of creating. 
And I shared this recently at a business summit that I was on, that people need a vision. You need a vision. Your clients need a vision. We are just going to spiral around in circles unless we have an undefined vision. And you could say that the vision is the the core power between or in the center of the goal and the dream. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love that. I think that's really, really important to look at. I've created my own goal setting method that I help my clients through, and I think it's really important. I think we've talked before about how I work backwards with income goals. I think we've done that on another episode of the podcast. We do so many lives and trainings and things together. It uh, it does make it hard to keep track of where we've said certain things. But I think I've mentioned oh, on here yeah. about working backwards from your income goals because that I is keep track of. I can't keep track of my mind from day to day. So I've <laughs> I've forgotten what I did yesterday and what I spoke about yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm pointing when we talked about something. I have no idea. It's just not worth the energy <laughs> trying to figure that out for me. Yeah. So I mean I'll just recap it for those that, you know, may not have heard that episode yet. So or if I didn't even talk about it on here and it was a live training somewhere. So uh, income goals are a a great structure to have in place for yourself. And I do truly believe in those, not in a restrictive way. And we we have our own opinions about income goal setting. But the thing is that I have many a client that come to me and say they want to earn 20K a month. They want to earn 50K a month. And I reverse engineer that process with them to actually take it from, okay, so at the top level, we earn $50,000 this month. What do we need to do within each of those months? What do we need to release? What clients do we need to bring on? What events do we need to have so that we can make it up to that? And I've got a whole process that I, I work through from that aspect. And I love doing that with clients. I love doing it for myself. But that's a really good activity for you to look at because what happens when you look at like your goal of what you want to earn every month, it becomes a reality check. When you say, oh, I want to earn if it's $10,000 a month or or more, and you look at what you're actually putting out into the world and you realize, oh my gosh, there's a huge deficit here of what I can actually achieve with the, the offers I've got out into the world, the people that I'm working with, like it gives you a good reality check on where you're actually sitting, whether or not you're going to achieve that goal or not. And it also puts it into your mind of how hard you need to work to achieve that goal. Because I'm not about this whole ease and flow in business and like spiritual business that just comes to you if you manifest it. Um, Oh, vomit. Yeah, (laughs) we don't do law of attraction, not as the world currently knows it in this space. And yeah, we we don't say that you can sit on your yoga mat and achieve your dreams. It just doesn't work like that. No, no. So setting your income goals is really fun to look at, check in with yourself and and really just hone in on, okay, so if I want to achieve $50,000 income every month, these are the steps I need to take to actually achieve that. These are the amount of people that I need to attract into these offers. Okay, so this is what I, I want to share about this, is that if you have an intention to create 50K a month, if you have an intention to create 50K a month, 
and you can't feel it. It's not active within you. It doesn't make sense in your mind. If you don't have a map, if you can't see how that's going to happen in your world just yet, this is a dream. It is a distant dream that sits outside of your energetic field. And it's not about shattering that, blasting it, releasing it, removing it. It's about staying aware of that dream while you come back closer towards yourself and really anchoring a vision that feels alive within you. So you might have a dream of 50K a month, but if you are totally absorbed with that and you're not investing at actually unpacking that and creating a map, then it's a really comfortable place to be. And this is where I call a lot of my clients out is that we can't take action. We can't set goals on something that feels so far beyond us that we can't feel it. And I have met countless women sitting in the space, having an intimate relationship with a dream that they're not taking action on. So I'm not saying don't have your 50K a month dream, but this is where you can come back and say, all right, what's my vision? I guess this is where a little bit of the attainability conversation does come in. Not immediately just yet, but what's the vision of what you want to be creating in this evolution? Is it 10K a month? Now, you might not have the structures and systems in place for 10K a month just yet. But as I said, if it feels alive, if you feel ready to move towards that, if you are ready, I should say, to take on the stretching and the actions required to see that come into completion, even if you don't know how exactly that's going to happen yet, then I would say, let's work with that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. But, um, you know, before you even get to that point of, yeah, setting that, okay, I really want to achieve $50,000 a month. Like you can reverse engineer it from that point. But the reality is if you aren't hitting $10,000 a month, that is going to feel overwhelming the amount of work that you need to do to achieve that. So it's it's about working up in, in stages and levels, which is really important. But that reverse engineering process is honestly one of the best things that you can do right now. Grab the pen and paper, your iPad, or whatever you need to do. Like Even if you do it in a spreadsheet, go for it. Write all of this out so you can really finely tune. Are your offers enough to attract enough clientele or enough people into your space to achieve that financial goal. That's a really important part of that. But also the other part that people don't talk about enough is the average conversion rates. And I know this is like super sales, Stacey, talking here, but it is actually, it's important. So important. Let's, Let's base this. Yeah. We've got to face the reality that is business. We don't want to be lost in the distant dream, distracted by something that may happen one day. We've got to confront the reality that we're growing a business and wanting to create money in this physical world. We're at the earth level doing our sacred work. It's all nice, sure. But the reality is we're having a business 
conversation. Yes, and we do need to crunch the numbers to some degree. Whether or not you want to do this or not, it's important to be aware of it. One of the things I get my clients to do when we're planning launches specifically, this is part of the launch process with me, is that we look at your previous conversion rates from your lead magnets, your opt-ins, your masterclasses, whatever you've used previously to then go on and promote an offer or a product. So we have a look at the conversion rate. And I've had clients look me dead in the eye through Zoom and go, my conversion rate is well and truly nearly 100%. I convert nearly 100% of my people. Then when we have a look at the actual numbers, it's a lot a lot less than that. And I've had that conversation a couple of times where we have a look at industry average for, say, like a challenge or a masterclass into a program for a launch is usually seeing about 8%. You yourself can have a look at your numbers and see how many people you do convert over. But this is something that's really good to set a goal around is increasing your conversion rate. So that's a really powerful goal that you can take action on right now. So when you understand those those numbers that you've got there in front of you and you've got say 8% of people that you know have done your challenge, you've done your masterclass, have done your intensive, whatever that looks like, and you're trying to convert them over, what that percentage is makes a huge impact on the amount of people you need to attract into that offer before you even get them as a client. So understanding what that conversion percentage is will then lead you back and we're, again, dissecting this, reverse engineering it. So if you know that you are currently converting, say, 7% of your audience, then you know that like whatever your goal is to attract X amount of people, whatever that goal is into that offer, you look at how many people get converted. So say about that 7 8%, then you look at the number of people that you truly need to attract into that offer for it to make sense. Do you get that, Em? Absolutely. Because as I said, these are the things we set goals around and these are achievable things. This is a benefit of working with someone like Stace is that when we're facing out into the wilderness, thinking about that distant dream and feeling really overwhelmed by that thought of where the fuck do I even start to create change right now? This is where we can look at these percentages and these numbers and these rates, and we can set some really powerful and inspiring goals that we know are directly attainable. So while we have to set those, those big visions, while we have to acknowledge what we want to be offering and what we want to have by the end of this evolution, we also need to be looking at what's attainable. So if you are wanting to take your conversion rate from 8% to 100%, but you <laughs> Which is absolutely willing, unheard of, but anyway. <laughs> hey, but you said no attainable goals. We're smashing that, right? <laughs> uh, but if you aren't willing to get on social media every day, if you aren't willing to write your landing pages and show up, then uh, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So circling around. So I just want to make it a little bit clearer for those that are listening along because I'm such a visual person. So I can see it in my brain how I calculate it with clients. So say your sales goal for the month is $10,000, for example. 
and the offer that you've got out into the world is, say, $1,400, just rounding up some numbers here. Your conversion rate's at 7%, so you need seven sales to actually achieve the 10,000, or just a little bit over, it would be a little bit over, seven units, seven sales to get over that $10,000 goal, which means you need to have 100 people register for your masterclass to get seven people paying you in your program. Now, your conversion rate may be heaps more than that. Like you might have a really good one. Say you had a 25% conversion rate. That means you only need to get those seven sales, 28 people register for your masterclass. So it's that's why it's really important to understand what your conversion rate is so that you can set goals so you know how many people you need to attract into your offers. And then once you know how many people you need to attract, you've got someone telling you if you're like me and don't actually deal with the numbers, uh, saying, okay, this is what you need to do to be able to get those hundreds people into your spaces. Now, just to be clear, I will share in honesty, I've avoided these sort of conversations. I haven't wanted to look at my own numbers. I haven't wanted to face these realities because it was a bit confronting, to be honest. It's easier to just get distracted by that distant dream and just create under that delusion of that, oh, I will attract what I need eventually. Things will start working out eventually. Everything will fall into place. It will happen when dot, dot, dot. But this is what I meant about goals on opening this conversation is that if you don't have these goals, you are going to spiral around in circles. And I was totally committed to spiraling for many, many years. (laughs) And more often than not, like, honestly, if you're doing a really, really cool masterclass, but you have a shit offer that doesn't really relate to your clients and it's at the wrong price point, all of these different things could go wrong. It, it can severely impact the, the conversions that you're getting. And that's why it's important to really think about your customer journey and do some planning. Sometimes you can have success and just do this on a whim and just intuitively channel all of this and have success. There are people out there that do that. But for those that do struggle, this is a really simple process that you can just look at. You don't have to live your life by it and be like, I need to get 100 people registered this week, so I have to do this, this and this. But more so, it's just about setting the intention because the intention is the most important part in achieving the goal. Well, this is where my work kind of comes in and that's aligning your intentions, your visions and your actions so you can actually start moving forward. And I want to share that your current statistics, your current numbers aren't fate. God, no. Oh, it's my gosh. Not absolutely not. Yeah, this isn't around. going – it's not going to define you. It doesn't define your business. It doesn't mean something about how capable you are, how worthy you are, what's possible for you. This is a starting point. And what Stace and I both look at in Elevate and individually in our mentoring experiences – is that this isn't about doing more of what you're already doing and what's not working. It's about making the adjustments, recalibrations and realigning yourself so that 
everything that you do has an increased impact and brings increased rewards into your business and your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and this is what goals are for. This is yes. what the goals are for. <laughs> yes. So as far as goal setting goes, I have my own method. Uh, em, do you have your own method that you work your clients through with goal setting? I don't think we've really spoken about it much before. Oh, I don't think we have either. Yeah, I, I look at the vision of what they want to create in this current evolution. I mean, we acknowledge that distant dream, but I disrupt the patterns of being distracted by that and not taking Mm. action. So we look at the vision of what my client, I do this myself, what I want to create. And then I create a map of steps that we take and set goals around what I, we are going to achieve in the space of time that we want to fulfill that vision. Yeah. So I have posted this to social media. Um, oh, it would have been a while back now, but I have my my little goal setting magic <laughs> system, um, and it is very much like your smart goals. S M A R T. I've got M A G. I see for magic, and I have a process. So, um, M G. Mind if I just run through it quickly? Of course not. Because sometimes I'm like I'm a very structured person, and I I, I thrive on some That's structure. <laughs> That's, that's all that Virgo in it's you. Totally. Um, and without it, I would have to be medicated <clears throat> for my ADHD. So structures keep me completely sane and productive. But And me. And me. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't do this. Stacey is my, my brain in this aspect of my businesses. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So it's funny that you say map because the M in magic stands for map. Oh, does it? It does. It's hilarious. So um, this is where we look at where you want to go. And it's like actually drawing out a physical map, like an actual map where you have your starting point and the the goal point at the end, so what you actually want to achieve. But we also include along that map all of the destinations that you need to stop at during the journey so that you can get motivated through each of those layers to get to that end point. Because motivation is important. I want to shatter that BS that's out there right now is that you shouldn't need to be motivated. Of course you fucking do. Your motivation is that driving force. It gets you up, out of bed, when you don't want to move, when things are hard, when you, you need to dig deeper than you ever have before. So the map, actually this works, the map is the motivation. Yeah, absolutely. So you can just see it and it just becomes really, really clear because you've got your starting point, you've got your end point and all of the points in between that you need to stop. So it just gives you really good clarity on the whole structure of that journey. The next part, the A, is your action plan. So this is where we just create a whole list of actions that need to happen at each step of your journey. And it's a specific list of jobs that you need to achieve. And it might be daily, weekly, monthly, whatever that looks like. That action plan is there specifically to tell you every day what you could, or not should, but could be showing up and, and doing and what you you basically just need to action through this whole process. And that's the part that I think is is missed by a lot of goal setting is creating the action plan behind that. The next part is the G, which I have uh, that falls under guidelines. So 
we need to understand uh, the boundaries for the actions that we're going to be putting in place. We need to form these guidelines to help support us through this goal. And this looks different for every client, but you know the basics of it are planning the hours that you want to invest into your goals into your business. If you don't have set hours in your business yet and you don't have those, uh, it makes it really hard. The money you want to invest. So if you have a plan in place with me where we're going to do paid advertising, pay-per-click ads on Google, YouTube, Pinterest, social media, whatever that looks like, setting the guideline of how much you want to invest in that, how and where you want to make that happen is also important as well. And choose the, the platform that you want to start with and what comes next with with you know, how you're actually getting that out into the world. I love this. I think this is something that isn't discussed enough uh, where we are creating conditions around what we want to achieve. And I don't mean binding conditions. I mean, creating those hours. You could say, I want to make 50K a month, but if you're, if you don't put a condition of not doing it in a hundred hour weeks, then you could end up depleting yourself and overworked and burning out. So we need to be really honest with what we want to create and how we want to do it. Oh, yeah. If you know how many hours a week you have to invest in your business, and this goes for people that are working a nine to five and want to do this as, you know, the side hustle until they're stable enough to let it, um, you know, take over. If you don't have an understanding of how many hours you've got to invest in your business, then I don't understand how you could be doing anything. (laughs) I I love doing that activity with my clients as well when they do have other jobs and other things going on. It's like actually highlighting specifically the hours that they have available. And we actually have a, a... you know, an actual graph that we have with, you know, Monday to Sunday, all of the time slots. And then we just go through and we actually highlight specifically the hours. And it's amazing how many hours you find in your week that you didn't realize were there. But then also knowing how many hours and what spaces and gaps you have to invest in your business within those, you can create action plans and productivity plans so that you can achieve more while working less. It's amazing. It's so good. Structures are freeing people. <laughs> I'll shout it from the rooftops. You need some structures. Oh, structures are absolutely essential. How could you yeah. build an empire if you don't have a blueprint and foundations and walls It's mm-hmm. and have a roof on your guard? Otherwise, all that energy is just going to be constantly leaking out and you'll be in eternal cycles of depletion. Yeah, absolutely. And this comes into the next part, which is I. I for implementation. This is the whole part where you start implementing your action plan with your intentions behind that. And that's when you start putting your action plan really to work. You're using your intuition and allowing yourself to change and pivot as you move through business because we are spiritual entrepreneurs. We're not, you know, standard people. We are multidimensional. So we do need to allow ourselves to be more fluid in business. Like, you know, we're not the same old, same old as everyone else. So um, implementation and intuition in here is really, really important. But if you've got an action plan and it's sitting there and you aren't actually implementing it, you're not going to be any closer to your goals. So this is why I've got that as the I. And the last one, the C in magic, is courage and commitment. 
And I, I know we've talked about before how I hate the term, you know, just show up confident or grow your confidence is such a bullshit thing because confidence is is something that's really, really hard to learn and there's so many layers to confidence. So instead of using confidence as your way to getting out into the world, I want you to have courage to show up. Because the confidence will come with practice, but you just need that courage in that initial step to get started. And the commitment, no matter what happens, if you do a masterclass and no one signs up for it, record the fucking thing anyway. Put it out there regardless. doesn't matter if no one showed up live. It's all good. It's about showing up committed and and with courage. And, uh, it's, and it doesn't matter where you're starting from either. What you do with this is you create a frequency around your goals. And and what I, I say is to do a visualization process where you look at your goals and you create a frequency around your goals as if they already exist in your reality. And we do that in a, a few different layers of, of visualization techniques. But imagine that that has already happened and talk about it as if it's already your reality, because that will then attract that exact thing into your life. And that's a huge, another thing we could talk about for hours. <laughs> um, but committing to the actions, no matter what the results you're seeing, like it will come. Success will come when you're doing all the right things and you're on the right level When you're showing up, you're cour- courageous, you're committed. Things will, will happen. You just need to keep showing up with commitment. Well, courage is necessary. And one of my favourite quotes, philosophies, proverbs. I think it's an ancient Tibetan or Chinese proverb is that uh, courage isn't the absence of fear or doubt. It's the ability to overcome them. Mm. So this is the acknowledgement that we are going to have to stretch ourselves. We are going to have to dig deeper. We are going to have to confront the limitations and the resistance. And I have a conversation with my clients often around resistance and that they feel like they're misaligned by meeting resistance. This BS story around if it's good for you, if it's meant for you, it's going to feel good. Absolutely not. If you are meeting resistance, you are hitting a growth point. (laughs) The dentist doesn't feel good, but I need it and that's necessary. Exactly. So (laughs) you will need to cultivate courage even if you don't feel it, even if it's not easy, courage isn't something automatic. We actually create it. And it's mm. easy to achieve great things when it's all flowing and people are walking towards you. But your success will truly come to you and be anchored. You will be able to hold that success if you master the creation of courage. It's not something that someone else has and they're not lucky. They have built it layer by layer. So that's important to acknowledge. And I also just want to pause for a moment on what you said, Stace, about living it as your reality, creating it as your reality, because this is something that is really central in the work that I'm doing with my clients. It's it's really important that you make it a reality every day, even if you don't have it yet. And what does that even mean? This is something that we can all learn because this completely shifts how 
easeful our journey is. And that creating a reality of it today means that you are making the adjustments as if you already have it. So is your attitude true to what you need to be cultivating to be able to create and have this thing and hold this thing? Is your perspective true? Are your physical habits getting you towards where you are going to go? Are you speaking and showing up in a way that you need to be to be able to achieve this thing? And when we start looking at it that way, it's like, oh, I need to make it a reality. This is what a lot of people do. And you can say affirmations and you can do all these things and dance with this concept of living it. But we also need to face the reality of what it takes to make it a reality. And you are going to need to adjust your attitude. You're going to need to shift your perspective. You're going to need to deal with your problems differently. These are the things that you can do right now, today, to create the changes that will help you attain your goals, your visions and your dreams. Yeah. So question before we leave this episode, because there's one part of goal setting that we haven't discussed yet, and that is around creating vision boards. And I hate that term. Like that makes my skin crawl. (laughs) Ah, I need to find, like I used to call them manifestation boards because it's not a vision, it's something I wanted to manifest, but now I'm like, well, manifesting is like trendy and I don't really want to use that word either. I'm like, oh, like, is it a reality board? Like, Like, I don't know. Anyway, the wording's not important, but for those that know vision boards, like what are your opinions on vision boards and how do you... Do you use them? Do you suggest your clients use them? How does that work for you? Well, this is a contentious issue too because some people swear they work, um, but I... I'm just going to say it. I've always felt a bit wanky doing it, like, oh, it's a nice thing to do, but it's been a bit meaningless for me. And it can be one of those distractions that makes us feel like we're taking action or doing something to create change. But if it's done from a place of detachment and disconnection, it is not going to achieve anything in your business Mm. and in your life. So you can sit there and say affirmations all day. You can pin photos of money and holidays onto a board. But honestly, it needs to be lived it needs to be felt it needs to be expressed Mm. it needs to be visioned you need to spend time with that vision every single day you need to close your eyes and breathe it embody it anchor it take it down into your roots make the necessary changes emotionally physically cerebrally to be able to create this thing now a vision board affirmations all of that stuff can be an enhancer. It can be an inspiration for that. It can help you with that process of activating it and anchoring it and aligning to it. It can be a trigger to help you come back to that energetic state that you've created around your goals and visions. But if you're doing it from a place of disconnection, 
it's it's not going to have any effect other than it's taken up an hour of your time and it sits on the wall and looks pretty. But what impact is it having really? Mm. So I personally like doing them. I enjoy doing them and I enjoy seeing it. But I've actually got mine as the background screensaver on my phone. And you engage with so it. That it's, You've created it with really strong intentions. You see it, you live it, you breathe yeah. it. Like it's, yeah. so, it's a visceral experience for you. Yeah, so I have a process that I go through with my you know, manifestation boarding process. And a lot of it is the visualization, the setting, the intention, the tone, the, I I take people through a process of smelling, feeling like all of the different senses with those goals. But then I also attach the actions into the manifestation board as well. So like on mine um, at the moment, like I've got my certain goals on there, but I've also got that I need to reach this level in my business. I need to have this income to be able to achieve all of these other things and then break down how I'm going to do that by building community and doing all these other bits. So there's so many different layers to it that I just think – like I personally think, think that like there was a uh, I'm in a women's networking group here locally and they did a vision setting thing and it was all great because it was just pictures of holidays and you know woo words and sparkly stuff and I'm just like that was a great time to go and have fun and network and have a glass of wine but honestly that's not going to help you achieve anything in your business or your life. And, I mean, most of them are pretty freaking ugly. They look like something that you would have scrapped together in kindergarten. So are you going to want it up in your house somewhere where you walk past it every day? Shit, no, I wouldn't. That's why I put it on my phone. You can make it in Canva. I do mine just in Photoshop and I just collect all of the the pictures and everything and whack it in there. Um, And it's funny how your goals and, and life change and shift, but, like, there are so many other layers to getting to that end point that are so important. And like, if you've got like the fancy car on yours, cause I've got, I've got like my, my Range Rover that I really want online. I do, but it's also attached to the other aspects of to get that Range Rover. I know in reality, I don't need one. It would be nice. And I've got kids who leave crumbs and sand and shit everywhere. So do I want one yet? Probably not. The intention's there to get one eventually. But I also know that for me, I want to pay cash for that. So I've attached that goal to the car on my manifestation board. And there's the part of this that we often neglect in these sort of conversations is desire. It's not spoken about enough, although I'm starting to see it uh, coming into trending phase out there. But I read an article many, many years ago. I still have it printed and I visit it often about the three keys of manifestation and they are belief, desire and will. And these are the three elements of attaining your visions and your goals is that if you haven't created the belief, if you haven't activated your will to achieve it, your willingness, and you haven't awakened and embodied that desire for that thing, then there's no movement. You're not going to manifest anything. So these vision board experiences often totally disconnected from the concept of desire because I... I believe that desire is the strongest force in the human experience is that if you have connected with that desire, if you have aligned your vision and your desire, then you can achieve absolutely anything and you bring your mind into rhythm with that, you're unstoppable. 
you're unwavering. Mm. So the mind yep. doesn't know the difference between real or perceived. You can, with some visualization, create an energetic state in your body that will take you to where you want to go, that will allow you to claim what you want to achieve, that will allow you, enable you to have and hold the things that you want to experience in life. A vision board isn't going to replace that work, but it can also help put it in front of your face every single day. So you can come immediately back to that state of desire because when passion and joy come together, they activate desire. So create your vision boards with joy, with passion, and you will be able to achieve those things. (laughs) And you're so beautiful the way you said that. And I'm just like, no, ground it, bring it into reality, attach the actions to it. Well, I do both. (laughs) I just talk about the energetics. I just talk about the energetics behind it. I love love the way you've done that. Well, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to cover off on goal setting today? Be realistic. Face the fucking reality. Get down, anchor it, take action. Do the whole bit. Don't just sit in the affirmation and the dream and the vision board and hope that one day it's all going to work out and fall into place. You've got to work from all angles, the action, the alignment, the amplification, the anchoring. It's all really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, continue the conversation with us. Share your thoughts and your visions and your goals in Mission Driven Women with us. We'd love to see you over there. Take photos of your vision boards and share that activation of desire and excitement you have and the actions you're going to take. We want to see it all. As we move towards the next session, we are with you every step of the way. See you next time. See you guys.